Welcome to Antique Dust. My name is Jonathan. And my name's Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. Woo! And we have done a fabulous um, revisit of Department S. Yes. Rob sort of was tempted by listening yeah. to a, another podcast. Yes. Yeah, I can't, and I can't remember which one it was, but um, I've never, it was pretty much, a, I, I bought it on a whim, really. Um, never seen any episodes of of department s but it sounded sounded like it could be a bit of fun so bought the bought the blu-ray arrived yesterday and we watched the first episode well we thought we watched the first well, we episode. watched the first episode in the actual blu-ray yes. um, which is this is the elegant room the man in the elegant the man room in the elegant room um but it turns out that wasn't actually the first episode because network who produced the the the, the blu-ray have ordered them in production order rather than broadcast order so when we thought we were watching the first episode it was the first episode that was made but actually the sixth episode that was that was broadcast which explained one or two things because i thought it was slightly odd there was no setup or no explanation or no real insight into who these people were or or who they worked for though having said that i think it was quite we, we, I think we twigged quite early on. Well, well, yeah, it's not the, very the, hard. The, the setup, really. I, the setup of Department S, it seems to be that uh, Department S is like the X Files. It's right, all, all the unexplained, peculiar, the thing where there's there's no real explanation, and it's past this department to to get to the nub of the the situation. You've got an American chap. You've got a very um, lovely uh, English actress that's very frightfully posh but can hold her own. And then you've got, is it Jason King? Yes. Jason King, yes. who's debonair, debonair, knows everybody, uh, is uh, a little bit of a dandy around town, has a very handsome moustache, and is a very big ladies' man. Um, yes. so, and they, so so Jason King's played by Peter Wingard. Uh, the, the American chap, uh, Stuart Sullivan, is his name, is played by Joel Fabiani. And... Um, and he's apparently the next FBI uh, person. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason King is a uh, is no, he's a he's a novelist. Oh, right. So so they all they all bring and um, Annabelle is a is a computer um, expert apparently. Ooh. So they're they're all bringing different skills into into Department S, which is the Department of Interpol. Interpol. Yes, so the opening sequence is really quite glam. It feels a bit Mission Impossibly um, twinned with the Avengers. Yes, I mean it was it was definitely um, had an Avengers sort of feel to it, and the, I think there were quite a number of TV series in this era, which is late sixties, early seventies, that had that action adventure. And they were really hammering it. in to go for the American. Americanness. Yeah, I mean this 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 film this uh, series was made pretty much specifically to try 
to get, it was about ITC, headed up by Sir Lou Grade, and he was very keen to get into the American market. So there was a whole string of uh, series made in Britain, but with uh, very much a, an American market in mind. They would have some American actors, so so we have we've got things like the the pretenders, the persuaders. It it, it created a sort of a a look of of London and that whole sixties vibe. A very a very clean, considered, funky London town. It was all it, it was a sanitized version of 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 London. Um, so we recently watched that the Italian job. And that gave a sanitised view of London being quite sort of, sort of glam, sort of Carnaby Streets yes. vibe. Yeah. Apparently, they had very, very few external shots, um, and where where the where they went on location, there were a very small number of locations that they actually visited. A lot of the location were were actually just stock um, footage, particularly when they went abroad. <laughs> they went to Paris. This the episode opens with Paris with the, with the stock footage of the of the, the Champs Elysees, Champs Elysees, and the Eiffel Tower. Yes, and it was. It, but uh, interestingly enough, that their their boss uh, was played by a black actor. Yeah, and I thought, wow, for late sixties, early seventies, that that was a pretty uh, pretty bold move, really. It was, and. It, I mean, it, they say the, they say the the leader of the pack is sort of who obviously comes at the beginning of the episodes to give the problem over is very important and everything, and he's at this uh, function, this dignitary, French dignitaries function where you've got people dressed as in sort of period costumes serving champagne in those little sort of glasses, those little tiny little sort of um, champagne glasses. Yes, the bowl type. The bowl that type. are actually really terrible. Bowl like glasses. the baby sham glasses. Yeah, that's a really terrible way to serve champagne. No, it should be in a tall flute. In a flute. So the bubbles sort of hit your nose rather than just dissipate. And, yeah. yeah, pretty much. And uh, so the lady got served champagne, the gentleman got served sherry. <laughs> it's a little, little thimble of sherry. <laughs> so, so at, at this party we're so we've had so we're introduced to the mystery just back to let's, let's talk a little bit about the plot so uh, the, the mystery is introduced there's a, a, a there's a, an estate agent taking a client to look at this abandoned factory they go inside and are surprised to discover that there's a whole structure been built inside they don't know what it's about then it's got a front door on it so they open it and find themselves in a mock-up of in a, an elegant room as the as as the title of the episode tells and us, as the they go go through room. this the corridor of this elegant room and opens into another double doors where they hear noises behind it help me help me um opens up and so they open up these gorgeous big paneled wooden doors and there's a cage inside uh, there's a caged wall where you can see through the bars and you've got another elegant room behind it and in there you've got someone who's a little bit special um and well they're a little bit distraught well we, it's, it's hard to make up your mind exactly what, what's going on a little bit special a little bit distraught and they look at him and like oh what's that i was thinking it's like has he been caged up here for a reason and then to the right there's a woman that's been stabbed yes there's a dead woman there's a dead woman and that's that sets up the, the mystery and then then it cuts then we have the uh then it cuts to the 
Parisian party. Yes, we were introduced to, to the, the team. To, to the team. Obviously, when we were watching, we thought this was the introduction to the team. Clearly, they had been introduced properly six episodes or five episodes earlier. Um, uh, so, so we meet. Uh, we, so we got the straight, quite I, th- I guess, quite straight laced looking American, mm-hmm. straight as a die, Stuart Sullivan, um, and Annabelle. She's she kind of has a feeling of she's supposed to be a computer expert, but she has a feeling of eye candy really yes about her uh, sadly but yeah. she does actually have quite a pivotal she, well, she, role she's in this, an independent lady in, in this, um, in this um so she has a, she has her own mind which is all quite lovely i say oh, we've been trying to get hold of jason um don't know so we can't seem to get hold yeah. of him and then so jason comes down with a filly on his arm yes uh, so that sort of introduces to, us to to um debonair to, to, to jason king so uh, represented as a man about town and perhaps a little bit of a a, a, lady's, oh, a man. lady's man a uh, and he's whittering on in french to this lady yes. and so Very educated uh, and the the uh, the leader of the um the department so he's having to get an early plane back and they're going to get another plane back and jason's off the side of it behind his sort of his shoulder says i'll be there when i'm finished and sort of walking this lovely lady out even though she's, he's just brought this lovely lady downstairs from the bedroom yes so, <laughs> so maybe he wanted a second sure. go. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I wanted pudding somewhere anyway. else. <laughs> so. Yeah. So so they get on the case. They get on the case. They're they in the case. They're in in the room, and Jason King is there eyeing up the room and said, "Well, these are all reproduction artworks. Very very good." There's, a, there's a, an original artwork of a lady with her bosoms out reclining in a chair with um, an ornament and everything and said well this picture was actually done quite recently because he's there scraping it over and licking it well he's wiping it on Annabelle's arm yeah so the paint's wet the so paint's wet it's so, paint's so wet. it's been done in the last three months and so we need to know where it's done because it's very very good and so it, it so that's and and it looks as though the picture has been done in the room so that makes them lead on to thinking well this room must be a replica of an original room uh, for some peculiar reason and uh, on on the case he goes so he's, yes. he's taking he's whizzing this pit this really quite large picture around around, around london, london with yeah. boobage out going yes. to various, various galleries and so on to see if someone can recognize it meanwhile stuart and annabelle have uh, gone to the hospital and they've just and there's been a visitor for well called danny is, is, is his name the, the guy who was trapped in the room mm-hmm. um he's been taken to hospital they try and talk to him and he's just talking gibberish gibberish um and pre- presumed to be to be psychotic then he gets a visitor and um and they're sort of very concerned and, and want to find out who this visitor was and um but the visitor manages to get through all of their precautions which really weren't particularly by by nobbling someone with just like a, a light tap on the head with yes. a gun butt yes yeah and it's revealed to be a lady the lady we see in the picture that jason king is hawking around around london whose name is selena and that was the one thing they were able to 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 tell from what Danny was saying, he was just he was saying the name Selena, right? And this this here and here she is, yes. And she kills him, yes. There's no gunshot. 
unfinished business, I think. Unfinished business. Yes. So she kills him and then disappears. Um, and then we have a scene with her with her husband, who seems like a wealthy businessman. Yes, played by right? played by Stratford Jones um, from Z Cars. Playing <laughs> at the wealthy, partly wealthy businessman, and the room they're in is identical to the the, the mystery room, room, the elegant room in the in the factory. So the, we go, ooh, ooh, ooh why is this, all this about? Yes. Meanwhile, Jason King has charmed. Charmed the lady in, a, in another uh, gallery. In another gallery, who recognises him and doesn't realise who where she recognises him from. Yes, um, and she uh, also recognises the, the art, the, the artwork, or at least presumably the the style of the, the the painter. So so gives Jason King the the detail of where to find the painter while he's fixing up a date with her the following day, yes. Sunday, and it's half past seven or something. Yeah. So I said, I do know you. And then when she goes back to her desk, she said, I do know you from somewhere. Yeah. And he's got his book. Yeah, she picks it. up a paperback and there's, and it's a Jason King. Which <laughs> she's, she's actually reading. She's reading, <laughs> she's reading. She also calls the, the artist, who's apparently, we can, we can tell, is very, very annoyed and upset that um, she's, she's revealed his, his identity. identity. So Jason King turns up at the artist's, while uh, he's burning Garrett. in this little, this little wood, this tiny little wood burner. Yes, and he's got scale models of the of the room and all the plans and and sketches and all the rest of it that he's busy trying to jam into his wood burning stove. Yeah, just on the top. It's a very elegant top. little wood burning stove as well. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that makes me. It reminds me of sort of like World War Two uh, prisoner of war movies. They always seem to have those sorts of oh, the greatest stoves yeah. in, the, in, the had, middle, yeah. in the middle of the barracks. It's not like the typical uh, big square thing. It was just like sort of like, like a, 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 small, a small little barrel. Uh, yes. With a, with a li- and I think where some you could actually put a a pot a, a sort of a pot on the yeah, top yeah, with, a, with a chimney thing that did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of yeah. cute yeah so they have an extraordinary fight which is bonkers <laughs> bonkers it's, yeah fight. They, uh, uh, Jason King sort of does a high kick and there's a bit of a tussle and then again he just gets tapped on the head and then gunk yes. I think yeah. that's a misconstruction. Everyone, that's at the moment you get just like a, a quick slap on your head, you're instantly yeah. going to be. It's actually, it's actually quite hard to knock someone unconscious, but you wouldn't think so. No, from, not from from, from, this, from, the, from these dramas that we <laughs> that we seem to watch. And he and he seemed to be unconscious for a very very long time, and unconscious for such a long time that actually he should have probably been rushed to hospital rather than just kind of like waking up and and then having a rational conversation. So you don't yeah. want to do. He'd probably badly concussed. Yes, so so he's he's bound up with some twine, and uh, I think the, uh, the 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 sort of artist was debating he was going killing to ki- him. Well, I think he was under instructions. I think he phoned Selena and was under instructions to kill him. But but Jason King used his um, powers of persuasion and you don't want blah, to do blah blah, that. and um, he just makes a run for it instead. With his pre-packed suitcase by the side of the door. Yes. It's just like one of those maternity suitcases yes. where sort of mothers about a few weeks beforehand, they've got everything by the side of the door to go off to the maternity. Does an artist normally have that? So they've got a, a, got a, a small easel and some so, 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 some pencils. Yeah. <laughs> the crayons. And he's off and we never see him again. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so. He's gone. Uh, what I did like about it, it the, 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 pl- the whole plot line is it's just, it, it is quite a, a, it's not clunky, but it's quite a 
formulaic boys' own adventure. It's, yeah. a, sort of, uh, it's a really much an, an action it, adventure. An action adventure. There's not much backstory no. or anything, any yeah. exposition or anything like that. It's just like, these are the people, this is what they do. They move from this place to this place to this place. Yeah. They find that, they find the solution and then they go to this one. But it's done. I mean, the print copy we've seen there is really good. Yes, it's very it's, vibrant. Yeah, it's been mastered uh, onto Blu-ray from the original 35mm. It was all shot on film. So it's been mastered onto Blu-ray from the 35mm film and it looks absolutely splendid. It's really... I mean, the colour palette on it is brilliant. It's, it is very... It's quite pop-arty. Mm. Uh, very colourful. Uh, yeah, and, and the acting is done very... <sighs> sort of cartoon-like it's it's not like a an overly dramatic script no and there's 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 no real character development you know they are the characters are what they what they are it's, it's a pretty one-dimensional mm. um representation and so interestingly um we don't really know any more about anyone no. at, the end, at the end of the, the episode than we knew at the at, at, at the beginning you know they, they have a role to perform in the drama but once they performed it they're off, it, it, they're well, off stage. even even the the the, uh, the protagonists you know Stuart Jason and and Annabelle you know we only we only see them at work we, we don't see we have no no, no idea what they might do well, I, I think it's what, really, a hobby yeah, <laughs> I don't know this whole this whole genre thing was I think highlighted in the spoof for Star Trek which is Galaxy Quest where they've got all the actors that are... uh, The premise of Galaxy Quest is it's a a team of actors that were in a hit sci-fi TV series, um, which was a cult... It's now got a cult following, and they're now doing all the exhibitions and everything like that. And they have one-dimensional roles where uh, Sigourney Weaver... Well, computer has to say, Computer, can you tell me this? And everyone's saying, well, why are you doing that? It's my job. And this is what I do. And that's pretty much it. So they have one-dimensional sort of looks. But it works. It doesn't actually affect the storyline. I mean, the story rollocks along at a, at a, at a quite mm-hmm. a good pace. You've got, you've got some very identifiable bad people. Yep. Um, and let's say the, so the outcome, you can explain the outcome of the uh, sort of why... The room, etc. Yeah. Well, uh, to, to, to be honest, I think I might struggle slightly to explain that because it uh, felt a little bit. There was no uh, real reason. A little hard it. to, a little hard to to really explain. I think what we are, I mean, we're we, we have a big bit of, um, just to start to cut to the chase. Annabelle for spots Selena, um, in a magazine. Goes to where she lives. Sees her driving off in some kind of. E-type an e-type car. sports car um, follows her to this farmhouse, gets caught, and there's a helicopter going to arrive. And um, with money, and Stratford Jones, the husband, um, he's brought there, and we realise that his his um, assistants are actually accomplices in in what she's up to. And essentially, he's a drug dealer, and he has quite an elaborate arrangement with a courier. And in order to trick the courier into into thinking that um, uh, that she is uh, well, acting on his instructions, the courier has only ever seen the inside of their house. He gets picked up in a, at the airport and blindfolded and taken to the house, and um, 
and so they construct this 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 model of of the house and take the cure into there though you think he would really realize it was being taken into a factory rather than a posh house but hey ho so they trick the courier into thinking that that she's acting under her husband's instructions and it's all quite complicated really um <laughs> it, it is it is it is a little bit bonkers yes um yeah. and it all sort of it all works out <laughs> it all works out in there we have we have the plot explained to us by by stratford johns at gunpoint very conveniently he tries to tell us exactly what's what's been happening and yeah and yeah it all kind of wraps it, up it, it's wraps all, it's up all, quite all a bit of nonsense the uh the the uh, the Celine character shoots her husband because she doesn't like him and she only married him for his money and just didn't like him touching her. He gets shot, falls to the ground. Um, the bad guys collect the money from the helicopter, which then just takes off again. Um, she's got the, the the bad guys have got the money, and then when she sort of is realizes she's being caught, she holds. Um, the protagonist from Department X uh, S as hostage, and then turns around and her husband, who's not quite dead, not quite dead, uh, shoots her and kills her, and yeah. then he dies. Yeah, sort of quite Shakespearean in that in yeah. that respect. And there we have it. That's it. So that's overall, it it is. So the question is, the question is, would you watch another episode? I think I'd like to watch the. First episode. I mean the 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 first broadcast. The episode. First, first broadcast episode, because in the history of most series, the middle episode is probably the slowest. Now this one was a good episode. It was good. It wasn't. It doesn't hook me in. Presumably, though, if this was the first episode that was made, I guess it, it perhaps it served as maybe a pilot, the pilot episode. Do you think? No, the pilot episode is normally a lot. It's got a lot more going. Yeah, but on. this was the first one that they made, so right. they made this before. Maybe. So I guess it, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps not. There was a few particularly well-known, a couple of well-known names popped up in the in the the writing, mm. the writing department. One of the co-creators was Dennis Spooner, um, who did Bergerac. Who well, he was he served for a time as script editor. Uh, Bergerac. Um, he was script editor of Doctor Who, wrote some particularly well-known episodes of Doctor Who. He was involved in um, the, the Avengers, which I guess we can kind of... Yeah, I mean, it's the whole, that whole, yeah. it's got that feel and aesthetic. Yeah. I think the This event- episode, sorry, just so I can finish, this episode was written by Terry Nation, who will be a very, very familiar name to Doctor Who fans. Mm-hmm. Um, he created the Daleks, uh, wrote many Dalek stories on Doctor Who, Went on to create Blake Seven, uh, Survivors. You know, done a whole load of, of. He's very good with the adventure stuff, and yes. with the action stuff, and also he's very good at ringing out a a taut, a tight and exciting story without having too much of a budget. Yes, I think we'll say there was quite a low budget. Um, but I think, the, in fairness, to say they must have spent a decent crack creating that room mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. room set must have cost a pretty yeah. penny yes to yeah. to physically obviously do. they only needed one of them <laughs> they only I... needed one of them and, yeah. a, and th- they've got a couple of other room sets where which make look very 60s swinging london 
Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, but, but we're also left with it's kind of like the the mystery doesn't fully resolve though, does it? Because no. two things that we don't really know is who was the guy Who's who was locked in, in the room and in the who room? Was shot? Who was the woman? The woman. <laughs> Why were they there? What what were the what? Presumably, they were part of the the conspiracy, but but they had but no that was, explanation who they were and why they were there. Yeah, so that's all unexplained. Which actually, you know what? That's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that particularly. I think it's very much of its period. I mean, because we've just done, as I say, we, we've recorded the podcast for the original, the remake for the Wicker Man, and the Wicker Man was very much along the lines of it's the same period, um, and I think it was. A theme that they used where they had lots of unanswered elements which made it it's a you, it kept you questioning but because there's so much other thing comes along you forget about it unless you re, really revisit it because you just think oh wow well oh, that was good oh wow oh 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 and and i think with the wicker man it it it, it was disjointed but it was very well well put together yeah. i suppose in a sense it's what alfred hitchcock uh called the the water cooler moment or the refrigerator moment when you watch something and you f- you watch it and you feel quite satisfied and happy afterwards it's not until you get up in the middle of the night and go down and have to have a drink and you're standing at the refrigerator and you kind of go oh wait a minute what about what about that what about that then when you realize afterwards that there were some Unanswered. unanswered unanswered questions but um, I, I, I enjoyed it I, I enjoyed it it was I good it was, I'll, I'll, I'd like to watch the very first broadcast episode, episode which has a setup yes so we it. can learn perhaps learn something about the about the, 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 the backgrounds the, the I actually characters. might hopefully you'd get some backgrounds but I, I do find that really weird because if this was the first one made and it was done as a pilot to see I'm not saying it was done as a pilot but I'm just no, saying no but it, so if this was done as the first one to be done I, I don't think it would based on that it wouldn't really hook in I mean it's it's kind of interesting I, I like the setup where you've got yeah, 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 sort of, it's got like the Scooby gang, where you've got the sort of the novelist, the American, the computer expert, you've got the black, the, the, the black leader, which again, that's a, a little bit different mm-hmm. um, for the period. Um, so you've got your, the good guys, and then you get set into a, a situation where it's an unsolved sort of crime or a situation where you, they need to get to the bottom of it. And I think the setup is good, and I think that setup is used again and again and again. I mean, you can see that through um, TV series like, um, oh gosh, Cat's Eyes, where you've got like the three yeah. protagonists. Then you've got the other one, Bugs, where you've got sort of computer experts, their leader, um, and yeah. Then two. But you've got people, a team is put together. Each with their own skill their, sets. Their, their own their own skill sets and department S. Just say we have the computer expert. There wasn't any computers in this particular, but presumably her skill set is utilised in some of the some of the episodes. Um, you've got Stuart, the the FBI guy, very straight down the line, traditional police. I'm just I'm just guessing this. I'm mm. ass- this is my assumption. If I was writing it, this would be what I would do. Um, Stuart is the sort of the traditional kind of police presence and um what we saw from jason king in this episode was that he seemed to be able to make uh intuitive leaps 
so he was able to sort of sum up the situation and then but that's, that, that maybe that's his novelist thing. I mean, they yeah, use that with creativity. Uh, Jessica Fletcher in Murder She Wrote. He, yeah. so you could, she wouldn't go anywhere without someone getting murdered, but then she could quite easily piece everything together because she's a novelist and she could put the storyline together. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they did that whole thing with oh, what was that one about the that it was only recently got cancelled about a police detective and a, a crime novelist that wanted to work. He was in Serendipity. Was it Serendipity? Um, uh, Are you talking about Castle? Castle, by any, by yes, any chance? Castle. You're talking about Castle. But he was in Nathan that. Fillion. He was in Firefly. He's in Firefly, and then he's in now. He's slightly overweight cop in The Rookie. Um, but uh, I mean, an overweight elderly cop. Overweight elderly cop in The Rookie. Uh, we started watching it. It was quite amusing for a while, but then it got a bit tedious. Um, but say Castle. That was the setup of that one, where you've got. The novelist that comes in to help out um well he needs it to do a procedural thing but then he has a skill set that helps out solve crimes because he can see the narrative how a narrative will go yeah so they've utilized they've, they've so it, yeah. it, it's, it's almost like a prototype you could, you could yeah, say it's, it's prototype. like a prototype of of what was to to be a well-mined hmm. trope in in in, in later yeah. Oh, it, it, is, it is. So you've got that the whole analytical aspect to it, which is great. Um, so, so we might watch the. I think first I'd like to watch the very first episode. So I mean, work out which one that was. I'll get an internet and find that out. Find find the very first episode which sets them up, and where we can actually get their backstory, and then see how it will go. Because, so with most series, normally the middle part of the series is maybe the more lackluster episodes yeah. that are not the strongest episodes so we would expect generally speaking you expect a strong start a strong finish with some making up the numbers in the middle but this isn't the middle this is episode six the series has got like something like 26 episodes how many episodes 26 26. it's on book six deep or four or six 26 the first season the one and only first season the only season well, now, no wonder they didn't make any more. They did twenty six of the buggery things. Well, they went because I mean, that's to... like the equivalent now of four series, but not from an American perspective. American series, generally speaking, are of that length, and this was made for the American ah, market. Right. They didn't make any more because didn't ITC like went on to just the, the, There's a whole load of uh, series that were made in the sixties, early seventies by ITC. That just ran for one one but series. But didn't Jason King? Jason King, yeah, he spun off into Jason King again. I think that just ran for one one series. This Department S was made back to back with Randall and Hopkirk deceased, oh. u- using the same sets, the same cars. Apparently, you know, they were f- almost like filming in the same location at at the same time, kind of thing. And at Randall Hopkirk deceased. I, I, I have. I do. Re- that only, ran, that only ran for one. one but I think Randall and Hopkirk, that was repeated a lot more than... Yes, and I think that, that's the difference. Randall and Hopkirk deceased. I, I remember watching that as a kid because it was, uh, it was, it was repeated. Department S, as never. far as I'm aware, was never repeated. Jason King, as far as I'm aware, Wasn't was, it, was it, never the, 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 the repeated. Actor, um, the Protectors, act- which was in the same same ilk from ITC, etc., it was repeated. Man in a Suitcase, I remember that... But I remember seeing that in the because the, the lead character, the lead actor in this, he didn't he have a scandal? Well, I think he did have a bit of a scandal, but 
and then they couldn't do it. It's like they won't show Kevin Spacey films now. Yeah, I don't think it was that sort of scandal. Though, well, they right? won't show Kevin Spacey films. They don't show um, sort of anything. <laughs> Any episode of the Top of the Pops. Any, top of the Pops Any episode Jimmy, of Top of the Pops. There's Jimmy Savile in it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. That's. I think that that might be too big a, too big a leap to. But to, I, I, to obviously, to make, something really. happened with because this was on the BBC, wasn't it? Uh, no, this was made by ITC. This was very much ITV did, land. Did ITV also do that one? The the sort of that the uh, there was a talk show host that had a really really super popular se- TV series, and then suddenly it ended, and that was it. Never used again. It also appeared as the gentleman tailor in the Italian job, the original. Oh, Simon D. Simon D. Um, I I would be it would be pure guesswork and speculation if I was to say anything about that because I just don't know. But I mean, there, something happened, and then he just wasn't used ever again. Well, you'll have to do some research. Oh dear, the Simon D. Sharp. Oh yes. So anyway, um, have you seen Department S? Do you have any insights on Department S? What did, did you prefer, um, Department S, to another like for like TV show? Like <laughs> kind of a stretch. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a stretch there, Jonathan. Yeah, because well, well, it's very much along the Avengers style, wasn't it? Yes, and I think it's very in that in that action adventure. I guess oh, that's I think the way the, why adventure. the Avengers did so well is because it was very British. Yes, where this was trying to be something yes. different yeah. and trying to be an American. Yeah. And that's what ITC I think did with these dramas was that it was had British actors, but they would always wedge uh, an American or or a Canadian actor in, into it to give it. A bit of yank appeal, I mm. suppose, but I don't know if that was true. Well, because the Avengers didn't. Well, the, the Avengers didn't seem to need it, and it. Well, that was, was very, very, very British. That very, was super, super British, and very, very popular in the in the US. Yeah, fabulous. So anyway, we are on all social media platforms at and at Antique Dust. Please let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, are there any classic TV shows you'd like us to sort of witter inanely about and sort of pretend we know what we're talking about? Um, or generally just love our opinions and the sound of my own voice. Oh, no, that's just me. Um, so, anyway, well, at Antique Dust, I'm Jonathan signing off. And I'm Rob saying bye-bye. Bye-bye! This has been an Antique Dust production.